one-off comedy drama, Mrs. Inbetweeny, appeared on BBC Three in March this year. Notwithstanding the excruciating title, the one-hour show is centred around a depiction of a transsexual woman that is, well, radically different to anything attempted before. The central part of Emma is played by a familiar and much-liked British actress, Amelia Bullmore. Amelia's acting credits read not so much like a who's who as a what's what of contemporary TV drama. Some of you will remember her as having played Steph Barnes in Coronation Street, and she's appeared since then in serious and comic dramas such as Brass Eye in the famous paedophile episode, Alan Partridge, Linda Green, The Bill, Cracker, D. Alan Pascoe, and very recently now as Caroline Price in Ashes to Ashes. A few days after Mrs. Inbetweeny was first screened, Amelia welcomed me into her home in South London and, after she very kindly made me lunch of scrambled eggs on toast, I began our interview by asking what brought her to acting. I just always uh, liked doing it. A bit conventional in the sense that my mum says that I could, to entertain my brothers, because I've got two older brothers, and if you're not going to disappear, you've got to do something. And I could do my mum's friends. So I would do my mum's friends for my brothers, which would make them laugh. And um, I was hooked on Crossroads at the time. And Amy Turtle, do you remember Amy Turtle? I do. I just adored Amy Turtle, which was quite an unlikely heroine to have for a, I don't know, eight-year-old girl or something. And I would be her for days at a time, just wearing um, uh, a tangerine net over my head and I could make a Marks and Spencer's plastic bag into a sort of tunic which is like her overall and I would just be Amy Turtle so I always loved to slip into being somebody and I could I had quite a good ear I could hear how people spoke and I've always I'm not very good at thinking big things but I think in detail and I think I pick up I've always liked that so and both the things that I like to do, writing and acting, seem to me just to come from that in me, that I'm just built that way. Yes, you, you've mentioned the writer. You, um, you wrote a couple of episodes of This Life, and you've done a lot of other things. You, you devised the, the series Black Cab. Is that something you plan to develop further? Um, well, I do both. I act and I write without any sort of system. Uh, what rolls up, rolls up, and also depends if Paul my husband is away uh, that that means that's a very good time for me to write because we've got children so sometimes I write and you can have things bubbling along with writing that take a long time it could be a very long gestation period but you can get an acting job could start the next week and six weeks later you're done it's over so they have very different tempo the two jobs so they're quite a good they're quite a good mix I think so I'm, I hope to always do both now, one of your latest projects, of course, is Mrs. Inbetweeny, the tale of a dysfunctional family who are suddenly dependent on a, well, I'd say distinctly ballsy transsexual <laughs> woman. Uh, what attracted you to audition for that part when it came up? Um, it was interesting how it came up. The phone call went from my agent. Uh, David Shaw, the casting director, has phoned, and he prefaced, that he prefaced the whole thing with, Ho he hopes you wouldn't be offended by this. But um, there is this part as a transsexual. How, how would you feel about going up for it? I think the idea being, 
that it's supposed to be a terribly offensive thing to say to somebody, I can picture you as the opposite sex. So I said, I'm not remotely offended. And the idea that you could be considered right for something so stretchy and exciting is a, is a good thing, only a good thing. So I said, send me the script and uh, read the script. And I thought, well, I have to give that my very best shot. Of course, there have been some really interesting portrayals in recent years. There's Hilary Swank at the part of Brandon Tina in Boys Don't Cry. There's Felicity Huffman in Transamerica. Um, what do you think it is about trans parts then that actually does attract actors? Uh, I think often the parts you play, if you think of how amazingly varied and complex the people you know are but quite often characters particularly in stories told quickly which tv stories often are the character could just be a job sometimes your character is just the character's job she is a policewoman and she drives a red car and she sometimes loses her temper that can be as uh, exciting as a character gets so when a person has as much going on as much um, investigation of themselves as a trans person does, then automatically you've got a much, much richer, better thought-through character possibly than you might otherwise. And also, you don't always want to be playing people um, who are just maybe uh, a step or two from you. It is about what, what can you, which corners of you can you bring to the fore and stretch out to inhabit somebody who on the face of it is quite different because I think you've got all the bits in you to play everybody you just have to organise them and bring the ones you need further forward and shove the other ones back if that makes any sense So, so tell us about Emma, the, the, the part you play Well, all the clues were in the script it was very, very clear what Caleb Ransom, who wrote it how he was picturing her and you just look you go through a script for clues all the time so what people say about the character and people described Emma when she was a man she was a straight man there were lots of women there was lots of gambling there was lots of drink so she was um, a flamboyant uh, you've got a sense of the character of the essence of the person regardless of gender and then you think and he's very specific about these red shoes about um, it might just say she sashays by or something like that you think right you've really got a picture in your head of this individual woman and of the kind of woman she's wanting to be and you just try and get behind that and also she's acting a lot of the time because She's terribly scared because she hasn't been around for eight years and last time she was around, she was Brendan. So she has done hormone therapy and begun this whole process away in the States. So she's come back with a combination of terror and defiance. See me, get me, take me on board and <gasps> will you? She's got the shields up, hasn't she? Yes, she's got shields up big time. So there's a lot of things... That, that are very, very clearly in the script about that woman and that individual. And plus, it's a comedy. So it is not going to be um, a, a very, very complex, nuanced investigation of a particular journey. It's not, you know, it's a comedy 
with somebody in it who is transgender. It's not a documentary, it's not a beefy film. So you just have to go with the tone. You have to think, this is what this this is how this is being treated and you have to serve that really but you must you must know it's, it's a very radical part in terms of the, the, the type of transsexual person being portrayed in Emma is, is very different to the way that transsexual women in particular have been portrayed before um, how do you think she compares well I read um, I read an interview with a Japanese dancer and she was saying that when she transitioned, at first, um, she couldn't get enough of the kit, the hair, the short skirts, the heels, the makeup. Uh, she wanted all the toys out of the box immediately. And her look, because what's so interesting is that you could say, well, there shouldn't be so much emphasis on the external, but the external and the internal, you know, it's what you put on your outside, how you invite people to perceive you, so so important so seems to me that emma maybe in terms of her of her look or what she's projecting as a woman will mellow but she is in a very very peacocky phase of get me what do i make you feel what do you feel about me here i am don't ignore me are you f uh, attracted are you frightened are you she's provocative so i just took that as her moment and that that's where she's at and I know it's if you think about Trans America or if you think about Boys Don't Cry there's such different moments in a person's life such a different, it's such a different tone and take on it so I just went with what was there Now you've mentioned those reference points what other sort of research did you do for the part? Do you, do you know many trans people? I know one woman slightly and another woman very very slightly but the woman I know slightly um, amazingly I was advised not to talk to because I think there is a program being made about her so they said I said oh, I'm going to talk to this woman and they said no 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 don't because it would be terrible if she thought that we were um, exploiting her as research material and then, in fact, she's doing her own separate thing. So uh, I have always been interested, if ever I've been able to read anything about it, I have. It just seems to me inherently interesting, all those things about who you are, whether your um, outside matches your idea of who you are inside. So I've always, always... Uh, listened out, looked, read it's always something that's interested me This almost then sounds like a, an academic question but did you actually enjoy doing the part? Yes, I loved it I was very scared for the first couple of days I felt oh, are these choices right? Is this too coarse? Is this and the, the costume designer John Krauser who was brilliant and he is a gay man and he was very, very hot on the, the difference between a transvestite look and a transsexual look what somebody who was f a woman for life how that is so very very different from um, putting on uh, you know putting on clothes for a night and um, we talked a lot about that we couldn't get away from the fact that 
she is so flamboyant. So, uh, what was the question? Did I enjoy it? So at first I was thinking, is this walk too much? Um, is this, am I too camp? But then the lines were camp. You, ju you just kept thinking, right, we'd, we've only got 10 days to do this in. All you can do is proceed. You've made your choices, actually. You, a lot of the choices I made before I went up for it. So you just have to stick to your guns. Otherwise, you're not only going to be doing something you may, choices you may regret, but you're going to be doing those choices badly. So you might as well commit to your choices. So after a couple of days, I just thought, right, you've got to get on with it now. And as you, as you played the part, did you actually feel that you were getting into her and understanding her motivations? Yes. Every time her name cropped up, um, I really keenly felt that how important it was to be Emma and not Brendan and that there was a point where um, she'd gone to see her brother about something or other and he stops her he says Brendan and she turns and I said but I wouldn't because one I'm not and two even if reflexively I would turn my head to Brendan I can't let him have that so he can say Brendan as much as he likes but I will not turn until he says Emma so there were things I've, every time I said her name, my name, I felt how important that was. And in fact, she says it a lot, her name. And in hindsight, then, what tips would you have for other actors attempting a trans role? I wouldn't presume to give anybody any tips. You just... Uh, I'd, you know, it, you can never tell anything you've done. I think you can tell if it's dreadful, but for the rest, you think... I think that's probably all right, and you'll never know more than that. But um, it's what you you just have to think about what you want, scene to scene. Do I want my mother to um, to like me, or do I want my mother to hear me? Do I want uh, my mother to? Uh, you just it's, it's sort of back to what you want the other characters to do. So a lot of it is what you want people to do, so it's the action of what your lines are. And then on top of that as well, you've got your external things, which is sometimes it's literally, I've got to hit that yellow cross on the floor, I've got to hit that mark, otherwise this shot won't work. And sometimes it is um, that you will just, something that makes you feel right for the person. And I had these extensions, I had these nails, and they felt, um, I had, there was something about being more womanly in lots of ways than I am that helped. So uh, she was very, very body conscious in a way that I'm probably less body conscious. And she was watching every move she was making herself the whole time. It's a lot of hip, wa hip waving, isn't there? There was. There was a lot. Of, I was uh, relieved when you said at the screening that you thought the movement was okay because I had thought, oh, this, is this totally over the top? But it's also a celebration, isn't it? If that's, if that's who you want to be, then she, I think she's going for it. She might not be going for it in the same way in two years' time, but for now, the groove she's in is strutting and wiggling. <laughs> And it could be fun just drop and wiggle. <laughs> yes. if, if the chance came to play Emma again, would you, would you do it? Yes, I would. I mean, I don't think that that 
um, show has a future. I think they've made their choice, which is to do with the demographic of BBC Three. But yes, I would jump at it. It, it was. Um, I was so so sad when the job ended, and um, it was great. And, and lastly, how do you think you'd fare if you were trans yourself? Well, I've thought about that a lot, and it's a hard one because you never know where your head's going to be at. Um, you know, I always think I'd love to be a man twice. I'd like to be a man once with my brain, with total recall of that week, and then I would like to do it um, stick of rock man, you know, uh, as if I've always been wired as a man in every way but I would like to know afterwards what that I just would love to know what it feels like but I, I don't know I think it, it's, the, it's the thinking it's the thinking I'd be really interested in I feel because I live with a man I feel very um, I feel like I've got two bodies I've got my body and I've got my man's body which happens to be his but I feel I know that very, very well. But as to how he's thinking, that would be so fascinating.